What's up, guys? This is CMY episode five. On this episode, we want to talk a little bit, little bit about travel photography, specifically because Christian is going on a trip tomorrow. So we're actually recording a day earlier than normal, even though nobody actually knows what they would record. So that doesn't actually matter, but there's some inside baseball. <laughs> so Christian, can you tell us a little bit about the trip? Yeah, uh, I'm going to Wisconsin tomorrow, which is where I'm from. I was born in Milwaukee. Most people that meet me have like no idea that that's even a possibility. <laughs> I'm very I, not, I'm not Midwestern. I'm, I'm definitely more a Miami and than, than Midwestern, but I that's love That's a known Midwest. fact for me. And I still get surprised every time you mention it. <laughs> yeah, every time. Every time. yeah, that happens with everyone for sure. Uh, I love the Midwest. My wife and I go every summer. Uh, I still have family there. My best friend lives there. We've been, he's basically like my brother. We grew up together and um, Wisconsin is gorgeous. Uh, it's gorgeous in, in terms of landscape. It's gorgeous in terms of the people. It's gorgeous in terms, in terms of the food. The food is so good. Get the best custard there. Bratwurst, beer, you name it. Like it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, I guess so beer, yeah, Milwaukee Brewers, but yeah. After much deliberation, we decided to take our trip this year. We were supposed to go in September, but because of COVID, my my cousin's wedding that I was supposed to be shooting got postponed and we pushed our trip a little further back to August because my uncle is renting a cabin up in uh, Eagle River, Wisconsin, which is about four hours north of Milwaukee. So tomorrow we fly to Milwaukee, spend three days in Milwaukee, and then Saturday morning we leave to Eagle River, which is, I mean, I'm not big on road trips, but I think it's going to be, Wisconsin is, South Florida, I'll tell you that much. So the reason we wanted to talk about this is because we've been, we've been discussing on the topic of whether we travel to photograph or we photograph to be able to travel and then capture that. And I guess my short answer is it's a little bit of both. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah. I, I think I talked about it in one of our first episodes or early episodes is that I got into photography, like serious photography, really through travel. So I mostly picked up my camera and shot the most whenever I'd go on trips. So whether it was for personal reasons or if it was a group trip or work, whatever that, you know, I, I'd grab my camera because <clears throat> that's when I did the most. So for me, it started out that way. And now it, it's kind of like, it's morphed into that, right? We're like, yeah, I, I definitely like to travel, like to experience new cultures. I like to eat different food and see different things and just enjoy the, 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 the essence of traveling or whatever it is, right? The essentials of traveling. But, you know, photography is always a big part of it, right? Um, I think you mentioned it earlier before we actually started recording was that like, you know, you, you struggle with, well, what gear am I going to take? What am I going to see and everything like that? So, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. So. What about you, for, me, for me, traveling has kind of always been to do an activity. Like I'll, I used to go on a lot of snowboarding trips. Like I would travel every single winter and go on a few snowboarding trips, like 10 days of just hitting the slopes. I've gone to like 
New Jersey to go see drag racing. I've gone to like go to Napa for wine, things like that. And but a trip to Utah for the like the national parks, which was an amazing trip. I probably wouldn't have gone on that trip were not for photography because I'd rather just if it's wintertime, I, where I travel, I usually travel in December. I'd rather go snowboarding. So in the winter, I would pick a snowboarding trip or something that I, like an activity to do. But now for photography, I'd rather go to Utah and photograph because I know it's going to be amazing and come back with amazing photos. Whether they're amazing to everybody else, I don't care, but I think they're cool. So I actually plan my trip out to places that I that I could get good photos at. Yeah. Interesting. It's funny. it's funny because you mentioned like, you know, planning your trip around that. Like, I think that's what my trips morphed into. Like it was always like, well, where's like the photo? I mean, where, where's like the things that are going to be interesting. It's, it's funny because it's kind of changed the way I, you know, carry gear too. Right. Before it was like, all right, you know, I had a Canon DSLR and a bunch of lenses and it became this thing where it was like, give me the smallest thing I can take because since I'm going all these places and I, I like to travel to do things as well, not just for the photography, but I don't want to be lugging around and stuff. When I went to, I went to China and Hong Kong with my, she was in my fiance or my wife. Um, we were two weeks in China and I think one week in Hong Kong. And like I had a micro four thirds camera back then. It was like the best thing. Like it just never, you know, it was just tuck in the bag or throw it somewhere because it was so small. Right. But it was like one of the best trips I had because it's three weeks I never worried about, you know, lugging anything, right? And I think that's changed the way I've thought about cameras. Like I always want something smaller and smaller and smaller, but, you know, as powerful as possible, so. I unfortunately am not the, that person to take like <laughs> the smallest thing. I want to be, and funny enough, like we talked about this in the last episode about being a lesser photographer. Was it the last episode or the one before that? Last one. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I am not the lesser photographer. I'm, I'm working on it, but for example, so for this trip, I'm taking my Leica M10, which is my go-to travel camera. That is realistically, I could travel with just that camera and I'd be happy, but I'm also taking my Q2 because my wife now wants to have a camera and that's the camera that she's going to be using. And I'm taking the Leica SL2 because I, uh, the multi-shot, <laughs> I just want to try out, Yeah. I want to try out the multi-shot up in the woods. Like, I think I'm going to get really beautiful photos over there. Um, and, and it's not that big of a camera. I mean, I, I dumb it down. You know what I mean? Like I, I take off the grip, like the vertical grip and it's not that heavy of a camera. Uh, yeah. so what I'm doing is carrying, the the m10 and the sl in my vinta bag my vinta co bag which is tiny and then the q2 in my in my side ona bag i have the print street bag from ona and i mean it's not that much to carry keep in mind i uh i used to shoot cannon so i know where you're coming from like I'd travel and it was like a 24 to 70 that's like this big and then a 7200 yeah. it's like this big and then a 50 that was this big clunky thing and then plus the DSLR itself is huge and then the vertical grip was like a whole other thing and if you want to take a tripod it's so I've really 
I can't believe that I fit the amount of gear that you would assume takes up that so much space. I fit in such a tiny area, uh, which yeah. is great. I like, I, I didn't, I don't feel like I'm overpacking because everything is so light and small. Um, the yeah. other, the other reason I'm taking so much gear is because my, my uncle is, uh, he's, he loves photography. He's a photography, like an art collector. And I just got him into like actually taking photos. Uh, so we got him uh, an Olympus XA that he loves, nice. but he really wants a Leica. And <laughs> he's a judge, so he can afford it. It's just a matter of convincing his wife to let him buy it. And yeah. so what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna let him use my M10 uh, while I'm there to see if, I don't know if he'll buy an M, but at least maybe get him into like a CL or something like that. Yeah. You mentioned the XA and that just makes me sad. You're <laughs> broke, three right? XA, I have three of them sitting in drawers and they're all broken. Yeah, oh, I know, I know at least one broke. I have a really nice one um, always with like the flash and everything and a leather case for it. I love that yeah. little camera, but it never sees the light of day. I should probably I, sell it. I used to carry it so much. I would put it in my pocket and carry it every single day, but the shutter always breaks. Yeah. The shutter, the shutter They're really brand. fragile, man. It's like, I mean, the, the click of that shutter button, like there's no, it's not necessarily like a push down. It's just it's like not, a... It's, I've, like taken it apart. I've taken it apart to try to fix this just like a circuit it's two metal bronze right. that just go down like there's no it's wow. it's like touching like a macbook trackpad that doesn't actually move right yes uh. exactly that's a, that's a great analogy that's exactly what it's like yeah. um so yeah and then i guess i'm taking all those cameras because i want to test out different things i'm taking kind of a myriad of lenses i'm taking the 50 millimeter SL Apo Sumicron um, for the SL. I'm taking my 35 Sumicron M that goes on the M10. And then obviously the Q is a 28, but I'm also taking my M90 millimeter and my, and I have a Nikon F Nikkor 24 millimeter 2.8 that I'm going to go and try out. I mean, it's super clean. I've only used it once. I'm going to throw it on my SL and take a multi-shot with it, see how it comes out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that you know, going back to what we were talking about, like, you know, the, the gear you take or what you think about when you're going into a trip or how much thought you put into it, I think that really informs what you take, right? I mean, I think a trip to, like, um, Wisconsin, or I guess, let's say wherever you're from, where you're like, you know, there's not this, it's not some new place you've never seen before. You tend to feel more comfortable, like, all right, you'll take a bunch of stuff and use what you use and, you know, trying to make something as opposed to like, let me capture everything that I'm going to see because it's a new place or anything. So I think that's, that's probably uh, understandable to take that mm -hmm. much stuff. I guess I, I guess I could yeah, relate yeah. if I, you know, I mean, I, I still always like to travel light or lighter, but you mm -hmm. know, I, I can see that, right? I mean, if I'm traveling somewhere further where it's a lot of stuff, I, I'd rather not lug it all around, but totally, that's just like, you know, it's like you're going home, right? I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's safe, comfortable, so to speak. Right. So kind of the reason I want to talk about this is because in the lesser photographer, one of the things they mention is like, if you're on a trip, stop taking photos, turn around and actually enjoy the view. And while I could, I could see where that's coming from, 
I just don't agree because the the entire reason I'm I am on this trip is because I want to get the photos. So, yeah, the view that. is amazing. I, I enjoy myself more taking or making a photo than I do like. For me, exactly. that is the living exactly. part of it. That, you know? Like I am walking around, I'm like, yes, this is all beautiful. I'm looking at amazing views, but the entire time I'm like, where am I gonna find a good photo here? There has to be a good photo somewhere. Let me see. Oh, there it is. Let me go take this photo now. And while I was looking for this photo, I was enjoying all the views. But yeah, I did have an objective in mind. So, and I, and it's not just that book. A lot of people say that like, oh, just put the camera down. Stop fiddling with the camera. Just enjoy your trip. Enjoy being in nature. I'm like, they don't understand I, that that is our enjoyment. Like yeah. that's the hobby. That's exactly. The like I could do both. I am in nature because of this camera. So let me right. use my camera while in nature. Yeah. Well, totally. I, you know what? It's funny you mention that because I, I see that type of perspective a lot. And I feel like it might come from like people who are, or might apply more to people who do photography as a job. We're like, yeah, you, you kind of want to disconnect. Like, you know, if I'm, I, I work in technology and IT stuff, like I tend to like dumb down my house. I don't want to have to deal with that because when I leave work or, you know, step away from the computer, I don't want to think about it. So I, I can see mm-hmm. that approach. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle because while I'm taking photos almost like a tourist where I'm like, all right, see a cool thing that I'm here. I want to capture the memory. So whether it's a again, snapshot, right, of a scene that I see and I just want to have it for memories that, hey, we were at this place, you know, here's a picture of me and my wife. I'm okay with that. But I think somewhere along the line, you know, if like the scene is right and the conditions are right and like your your vision sees a shot that's that's artistic or different or something, then yeah, you make a photograph that's a little bit more meaningful than, again, raise the camera, hey, here's a big monument or something, right? So it's a little bit of both to me. I think it's, you know, the, if you will, art of photography is peppered into the trip some way, right? But at the same time, I'm also a, a tourist just snapshotting everything because I want to capture the trip and have, you know, memories of it to go back to. Yeah, and totally. On that same, I'm not going to say like it's an absolute thing where like every trip I go on, I just the photography. There are, pl- there's a time and a place, like let's say you're in the Louvre and you're seeing the Mona Lisa. Like, you don't need to take a picture of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody, like, you're there to actually see the piece of art. Like, that's fine. Put your camera down, go look at the art. Nobody cares about, it's not going to be a good picture. Unless something <laughs> crazy. I mean, also, the Mona Lisa is like this big. So, yeah. And I have a 28 millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it's, it's a time and a place. So, yeah, for things like that, definitely go and enjoy the experience of being there. Like taking yeah, I, pictures of art stuff. Who is um, that? Do you know who the photographer is that took that photo in the Louvre of all of, of everyone taking the picture of the Mona Lisa? I think that's like a much better picture than like taking a photo of the Mona Lisa. I don't remember that one. Yeah. I don't remember who, who took it, but I remember seeing that photo and thinking like, yeah, that's the shot but right there. Maybe yeah, yeah, everybody sure. that was in that photo taking a picture of the Mona Lisa was actually taking photos of everybody else taking photos of the Mona Lisa. And it's just like this constant <laughs> It's like <game>. photoception. <laughs> Everybody's doing the same thing. You know, you know what that kind of reminds me of? Um, as far as like, you know, turning around, it's like the uh, thing that Phil Pendon said that he started doing, if you remember the, the Leica event that we went to, right? He said like he started basically turning around and taking pictures of the other paparazzi because mm-hmm. he started as a paparazzi. And so he'd take pictures of them and like he got these really interesting shots. And yeah, it's funny sometimes if you look at certain pictures, particularly in travel, right? If you look at um, people who respond, I forgot, was it Martin Parr that has a picture of like um, the Leaning Tower of Pisa and like this view of basically everybody like 
Yeah, doing like this <laughs> with, with the tower, like not yeah. in the right place. I think it was Martin Parr. Yeah, that is yeah. Martin Parr. Right? right? Yeah. It's just a funny picture. And it, it's funny because it reminds me of when I went to China. Like, I guess in China, there's not many, you know, black people. <laughs> so everybody was like asking to take pictures of me. So like, I literally, you know, I'm standing for pictures, but I'm taking pictures of everybody else, like holding their phones open. I have this picture that I've saved. It's, it's in Lightroom somewhere of, it looks like paparazzi taking pictures of somebody that's coming out, but it's really just me just standing there being taken photos <laughs> up. So every that's time like, awesome. I think about that whole train of thought, like it just reminds me of that event. Hold on. All right. I don't think anybody's going to remember this, but you just became Gaijin Smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Remember that? The Gaijin I have, Smash. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, it was a, a large teacher. black man that be, went to China to teach English. No, it went to Japan. Japan. It was Japan? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm pretty sure Japan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he had a blog. Yeah. I mean, this is like in right. what mid, late nineties, early two thousands, probably. Early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a because re- it was basically just his account, but like, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Gaijin means like outside or something like that, or foreign yeah. or whatever. Okay. So like, you know, here's this big black guy in Japan, and everybody's called him outsider, and he's obviously an outsider for you know the fact he's American, the fact he's as big as he is, the fact he's black. So he'd have these really funny and humorous like. Um, blog post entries are just really entertaining to read so so yeah yeah except for the height part of it yeah um it was pretty funny there, there was actually there were two of us that we, they were taking pictures of in, in in china this was by the way and at the um uh i think is the forbidden city or whatever it's called um which is interesting because you think you know okay well it's china right then it's so they do have access to some media over there but think about how big china is like people are coming from all over the country, like even rural parts. It's probably the first time they've seen it. So they were just being tourists themselves, even in their own country. It's such a That's big country. crazy, dude. Yeah. But um, there's also this like six foot, ironically, six foot five British guy. So they're like, they've never seen somebody this tall and they've never seen a black guy. So they put us together. We're taking pictures. Of this <laughs> it's hilarious. hilarious. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really difficult, I think, to think that I would take a trip without taking a camera. I, I don't think that would be possible for me personally. Um, but if I were forced to, I would be okay with just taking one camera. I mean, I think my first, my first trip to Europe ever, I only took, my, it was my first camera. I had just started learning about photography. It was a Canon 6D, the first one with a 35 millimeter F.2. I mean, F 2.0, sorry. I I wish I could take just one. (laughs) I've been trying to just take one camera since I started having multiple cameras. Yeah. Yeah. My my travel, I guess, dream, which it's not really a dream because I could do it, but I just won't. I want to go on a really cool trip and just take my M4. My M4, a 35 millimeter maybe, or 28 millimeter. And just to photograph the entire trip with that one camera on film. All right. And <laughs> yes, pretty much. And every single time I, I, a trip's coming up, I'm like, I'm going to do it for this trip. For Even for like a dumb trip, just like a trip out to the Keys. Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I end up putting the M4 in the bag, the M262 in the bag. Oh, Here I should take go. the XH1 just in case I need to like zoom in on something. Here we go. <laughs> Got the GoPro Hero 7, got the GoPro Max, and I got the Osmo Pocket because sometimes I want to use a little gimbal. And it's like, okay, so I have seven cameras. Oh, wait, the drone. All right, nine cameras. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I, that I, was I did, me. That's what happened to me just now. Yeah, I, I did. I, I almost got there once. I went to DC. Me and my wife um, went to DC like a year ago for anniversary, just because we need to get out, you know, get away from the kids. It was kind of the easiest thing we could do. And I took the M6 and a 3514, the Voigtlander that I had. I did. I had the GR2 that I got from you at the time, you know, but I used it for like two pictures and put it away. So I kind of used mostly the M6 and it was like really fun to do because it's like, you know, it, I, I took, I think like four rolls of film. It was like Portrait 400. I got through like two of them and it was like, hey, this is it. This is all I'm working with. It's not like 300 pictures. It was like very focused. Whatever I was taking pictures, of, it was like, all right, I want to take this picture. It's like, you know, it's a little bit more thoughtful, I guess. Um, it was, it was when I first got the camera too. So I was, I was probably being a little stingy with shooting and now I'm at home, like blowing through two rolls of film in like a week with the kids and so on. But yeah, that was the closest I got to that. I'm just shooting either film or anything like that. My, my dream is basically the digital version of that, right? Like I really wish I could take just my, like a 35 mil or 50, whatever, and nothing else. And just, that's what I have to work with. And that's it. But typically what I do is I look at, okay, what are we doing day one? Are there any possibilities of anything else? Okay, day two, day three. Okay, well, what about this? Are we going in like any weather where I'd want to take something else? Okay, maybe I should take the X100 because it's weather shield. Do I, do I need a zoom? Because, you know, maybe I'm, you know, doing some event that like requires or would be better served by that. So then, yeah. then I end up like adding stuff on. But yeah, the digital version, what you know, said is what I'd love to do. Just right only realistically it would be really nice i guess to have a 24 the, like a 24 to 90 and just take the sl2 with that but that's enormous that makes an enormous situation and the, for me like i actually went to colorado last year uh on vacation to go see bon Iver play at red rocks and i only took my m10 and so with a 35 and a 90 what was he with taylor swift he was not with taylor swift (laughs) um i took my 35 and my 90 and i actually basically didn't use my 35 i pretty much took almost every shot with my 90 and the landscape photos with the 90 are really dope i love how they came out um it, it almost has its like own look to it uh, but that was, I think, the the only time that I've ever just taken one camera on a trip. You're on mute, Mark. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, you just reminded me. Um, I did actually take one camera. I took my X100F when I had it to Colorado, funny enough. And okay. that was the only thing I took. The only camera. didn't have... I mean, I had a... I think I still had a Sony a7 at the time, but I didn't take it. Just, just the x 100 it, it was more of a work trip that there was a couple of days before and after that um, I stayed with some friends. So we had, we flew in like, let's say like a Sunday and I had Sunday to myself and my wife and my first son was there at the time and work was like, you know, Monday to Thursday and then like Friday, Saturday, and then we left again Sunday. So we had about four days to ourselves. That's all I took. And I actually don't remember ever feeling like I needed anything else at all like yeah maybe wider a few times you maybe tighter a few times like but it's nothing that i couldn't work around and it was actually really liberating like i don't remember any frustration coming out of that trip where like oh i wish i had xyz it was just you know 
again, it went, the focus wasn't photography, right? The focus was I had to get there for work anyway. So, you know, mm. I was going to be there regardless whether I took a cell phone or I took like every camera I owned. But it was really fun to just have that one camera. And again, I, I, I wish I could do that more often, but I typically don't, unfortunately. I so. know, man. It's tough. It's tough because I think the three of us are gearheads. So it's like you try to think of like every scenario where you're like, oh, but what if this and what if that? <sighs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it, man. The only thing wrong with it is the, the literal weight of having to carry it if you're going yeah. somewhere that involves, you know, hiking or trekking anywhere far that you're like, shit, now I, I wish I hadn't taken this, these huge so, cameras. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> or like for these my, 13 cameras. For my trip to Utah, I bought, well, I didn't buy it. I had the X-H1 with the 1655 F2.8 Fuji lens, which is a amazing lens. I rented the... Is the 5140 f2.8 which is a massive canon sized lens and i was carrying and i also had the 16 millimeter which i was carrying around too and we're small on hikes time. like a couple of hours long each hike by the end of every day i was regretting all my choices that by the end of the trip i was carrying the xh1 with the 16 millimeter prime lens which is this big and that was it. Like, I am not carrying 20 extra pounds in glass with me. Like, I, I can't. I don't care if I can't get that zoomed-in photo of something. I don't care. I'm going to – whatever I could get with this 24-millimeter equivalent, that's what I'm shooting. I brought my uh, Mamiya RV67, which, if you don't know, is a tank that's, like, this big. <laughs> uh, I brought it to North Carolina with me last year. And I regretted it, although I did get some of my favorite photos that I've ever made with that camera on that trip. I don't know. It was worth it, though. It was like it was huge. It's just like so clunky. And like I had to take a bigger book bag just for that camera. Um, and on top of that, I was shooting a wedding for that trip. So I had to take like all my gear for a wedding plus that camera. I felt like I was taking like two sets of gear just because of that. And I, mind you, I only have one lens for that camera. So it's just that one camera with its lens was like overbearing. Uh, I will never travel. I almost like I thought about and discussed with you guys taking it to, to Wisconsin, but it just comes back to what we discussed in episode one, episode two, where I just don't think I'm going to be shooting film at all anymore. Yeah. So you're one of the, I guess I want to say weird pro photographers because like there's whenever you like I read like things from pro, like pros online it's oh when I go on vacation I just take my phone or I go on vacation I just take like an x100 or something small yeah but you've made the mistake or the opposite of a mistake whatever that I can't think of the word uh <laughs> you shoot with what you love like you don't shoot with what's technically the like the best camera even though it might be for you but you mm -hmm. shoot with a q you shoot with an leica m which is insane and that's what you use for work and that's what most pros might choose to use on their vacations like this is my non-pro camera so i want to use this to relax yeah. yeah but you do that for work so when you go on so you, you can't delineate delineate you can't separate 
delineate <laughs> your professional photography from your travel photography because you're using the same gear because it's the gear you love which is I it's guess funny like right? when it comes to like editing i just basically i use the same i have one preset that i made that i've been it's kind of like been a progression of like of working on that preset but i use that preset for both work and travel because it's just like i just try it for my preset to look as natural as possible like true to life as possible uh but yeah and it's uh, the other thing is that working with the cameras that i love to to use when i'm not working makes work more enjoyable um i mean i think a major selling point to leica is how enjoyable they are to shoot and that's kind of like what caught me at first like as soon as i the second i got my first leica and i took the first couple of frames with it i was like hooked i was like this is like the most perfect way to take a photo that you can possibly make like this is awesome this is perfect it's so much fun it's like intuitive but also like engaging um it's simple it's very simple to use like there's no like all these quirks and bells and whistles to it um and and obviously for my for my job i do need a little bit of bells and whistles but that's where the SL and the Q2 come in and they're still very enjoyable cameras to use. So, so Mark, you were mentioning earlier that uh, when you travel, you have these tough decisions to make between all these cameras and well, Mark and I, we speak a lot during the week, like pretty much nonstop on WhatsApp, I guess. That's what yeah. we do. So I'm in that chat. And, what am I invisible? <laughs> no, not that we have an individual one that we don't, we don't bother you with this. Yeah. You, 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 don't understand, you understand the depth of Mark's indecisiveness. Uh, yeah. I want to be a part of that, by the way. So just talk about, just delete that individual chat and so, discuss this with me in it, please. Sidebar, I, I have this thing where like we message each other in our group chat, like the group one for all of us. And you never reply until like one in the afternoon. So I always imagine you're just sleeping all morning. <laughs> I, sleep, I sleep pretty late. I, and lately Jeez. because of covid like before i would wake up at nine always which is late for a lot of people now I w i'm waking up at 10 and staying in bed until like 11 oh like real talk i wish that sounds nice yeah. i mean i work from bed though like i'll i start i mm -hmm. wake up and immediately start answering emails or whatever but i'm chilling in bed like i'm not really getting up you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but anyway, Mark, talk about Mark. I, I want to hear about Mark's indecisiveness. So, I, yeah, so yeah. Mark, uh, let me tell the story of Mark's life. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> Mark always thinks he knows what he wants, but he often doesn't know what he wants. Oddly enough, I often know what Mark will eventually want even though he'll fight me on it tooth and nail the entire way but at the end of the day on an infinite time scale <laughs> i am always right for what mark needs so wait for most of can we preface what mark is gonna say with can you just tell us what mark wants yeah so mark has wanted an m10p for a long time in the in the time that mark has wanted m10p mark has probably bought and sold my gr2 he bought an x100v 
he bought an XT3. Twice. Twice, which so he has again. So now. you're at four. <laughs> yeah, and he still doesn't have an M10P, but now he's again. And a Q. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he bought and sold EQ. <clears throat> yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. But now he's str- strongly wants an M10P, but he doesn't know if it's the right choice because it has a lot of overlap in his life. Where, oh, he would sell his M240, obviously, to get the M10P because that would be ridiculous. But one of the things we discussed, it's cameras should have specific jobs. So if he buys the M10P, when would he use that rather than using his X100V? They'll both have a 35 millimeter on it. One obviously has autofocus and a bunch of other like robotic features that make photography easier. But the other one will make him a lesser photographer. And it's just the overall more enjoyable experience in the more pure sense. But when do you decide what to pick up? So, Mark, what have you thought about? Today. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Just so, today. so let, let me break it down a little bit further. So, the reason why, besides, like, just having, like, an affinity for the X100 series, like, at least, you know, coming from the X100 F that I had, it's, for one, the size and just simplicity and everything. Like and when I, you know, I talk about, we just, we're talking about traveling. That's what most of this episode has been about. When I travel for work or when it's a purpose where photography is v- really secondary, maybe tertiary of my goals. It's just something like, hey, I want to have a camera on me. I feel like the X100 is easier, simpler to carry, pack, use in any scenario. Uh, particularly the X100V because it's, it's weather sealed. It's, you know, has a better lens on it. The autofocus is a little bit better. Um, but they're sealed. Yeah, button layouts better, wet, wet, better now, um, and a few other things. So like that—that's my go-to, at least now, right? Travel when, or or even taking it on the road, where like I don't really care or have the intention to photograph anything, but I want to have a camera just in case that opportunity comes up, and that's it. So that's that's where I feel like the X100 fits me, and then obviously the size, right? Is relatively small. It, it's almost pocketable not really i mean i have stuck it in a pocket yeah, where i have M10P. like shorts on and then the f10p as well i mean i, I, I do have a like on smaller than the 240 yeah right and so the, so the, that, that's a good that's a good point right so why the m10p when i already have a 240 i i don't particularly care to upgrade to an m10p just because the M10 is a newer camera with more, you know, better high ISO performance and so on like that. I mean, yes, I think those would be great. I mean, there are parts of it that I'd love. I'd love the, the Wi-Fi. He doesn't care about any of that. He just cares that it's prettier and smaller. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I, here's, here's where I came from, right? So I start out using the a good M240. reason to spend seven grand. <laughs> well, it's $500 less right now. Yeah, I, I, w- I w- also wouldn't buy it brand new because I just, I don't think that's a wise choice. But <clears throat> when I got the M240, I was using it for a while and then like, I realized like, wow, shooting with a rainfire and a manual focus is probably like one of the best experiences I had using a camera, right? I mean, I've had Canon, you know, film SLRs before. I've shot um, manual focus with focus peaking on like, you know, mirrorless cameras and so on. But like, I just, when I finally got my own and started using it, I was like, this is phenomenal. I was like, this is how a manual focus camera should be. So I quickly, within like a month after getting, or two months after getting the M240, found an M6 and like, <clears throat> I fell in love with that camera. Like, I'll never sell the M6 as far as I'm concerned, just because 
<clears throat> excuse me, such a great camera to use. And I, I never want anything more from that. So knowing that the M10 is closer in size to that, um, you know, and just obviously, like I said, that I just love the M10P just aesthetically and the quieter shutter and everything about it. Like I'm really considering like if I'm going to upgrade or would consider upgrading, I'd go for an M10P, not a regular M M10. The M10R just came out, which would be phenomenal, but I, I just, I don't think I need, again, the, the improvements on it. I, I'm not, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I'm not thrilled by it, but it's just, it's not something I feel like I need, um, especially if I keep like an extra 100 or something else, right? So that's where I'm at. You know, that's kind of my inclination why I'd want a P, M10P versus, you know, just keeping what I have. But I'm also not set on it because of what we just talked about, right? It's like, well, the X100, to, to we, all right, let me, let me back up one of, make one other point. <clears throat> to me, if I were to get a like an M10P, combination of how much I like lust for that camera, plus the fact of what it is, I'd, I'd probably want to make sure I use it often. If it just sits around and doesn't get used that often, like it's kind of pointless to buy something that expensive if I'm not going to use it. What I would do in your situation, and I know this sounds like I'm trying to joke around or whatever, but like I'm being dead serious right now. And it would be also, I, and I, I don't know that this is ever <laughs> something that I would say in this show, like, apart from right now, but in my professional <laughs> opinion. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like this is going to hurt. <laughs> so it's like sell, me up. sell all of your cameras and buy an M10P and that's it. Like you have no, like I haven't heard a single reason like that's good enough to not have an M10P and use any other camera other than that. Like oh, you're going to get one. everything you need from your M10P, from your M10P and the more you use it, the faster you'll be with it. And I know plenty of people that are faster with an M than they are with an autofocus camera that sometimes struggles to find focus. And like when you shoot, you it's out of focus. Like when you go back to your computer and you look at the images they are out of focus. I've been actually having that issue with my SL2. I mean, like seldom, but like sometimes like I'll have an image out of focus. Like that never happens to me with my M. So I'm going to partially agree with Christian. <laughs> yes. So all your cameras get the M10P, but keep the XC3. It's I mean, that's still enough. like 16 cameras so, he has to sell. Yeah. So, but wait, wait, go ahead. Finish, finish that thought. That, um, so it's different enough from everything else. The XC3 is different enough from the M10P or everything else. Because you, I know you, I understand your fear. You have kids. You want to get photos of your kids. Kids are hard to photograph with a rangefinder because kids they move a lot. A lot. <laughs> And yeah, you could get better with the rangefinder to the point where that doesn't become an issue. But by that point, they're going to be going to college. So <laughs> I disagree, man. I disagree with that. So I don't. It doesn't take. It doesn't take long. And I know from experience, it doesn't take that long at all. I'm going to use say it for a couple of days. Use it for a couple of days, and it becomes like muscle memory, especially because you already have one. It's not like you're going from like something like going into an M camera when you've never used one. Like you literally have. So one. let me from my perspective you know how like people say that oh you just like you realize how far somebody is and you just know where to move like the focus tab i've had a leica now for four years i still do not know which way the focus tab moves me closer to something and further away in focus really i have i do not know wow. i cannot remember 
I have it in my hand, though. The way I look at it is like pushing away from you, pushing closer to you. Yeah. I, I don't have problems. I'll try with that. to remember that, yeah. but so you're saying like, yeah, you, like you could pick up in a few days. No, it's been if four years. You swing in, you're going far. If you swing out, you're going close. Yeah. I'll yeah. try to remember these rules, but four <laughs> years and I still haven't, can't remember that basic thing. So it takes everybody a little bit of a, a different amount of time. So I get where he's coming from that he wants to be able to photograph his kids and all that. The XT3, don't buy any other lens. Keep your 1680, right? Yeah. No, 16. Yeah, 80. 1680. Yeah. Keep that lens. It's like your 24 to 120 or whatever. That's a great travel lens if you want to travel with. It's great for the kids outside if you need to autofocus. If you have a third child, yep. you could do your 1 through 12 months <laughs> photos with that child, whatever. Yep. Holding the Leica when they go silent for me when they put up exactly. on sale. <laughs> but get rid of everything else. Everything else is just overlap. Even the M6? No, not that. Okay. No, don't <laughs> just sell just the M6. Sure. Just making sure. Just making sure. Don't sell the so, M6 because you have – that's a film camera that you can use, like, interchange yeah. lenses with the, M10, but like, the M10P. Yeah. But I don't think you'll ever have that moment where you'll be like, should I take the M10P or should I take the X-T3? Yeah. Like, you'll know when to take which one. And I feel like if I had even took both, it's like, all right, well, it's one or the other that's going to get used. And does, your, so, does your wife photograph? No. No. And I wish she did, kind of, sometimes. Some, after hearing you know stories, sometimes I'm like, thankfully not. But sometimes, like, this would probably be an easier conversation sometimes because it's like, all right, well, we take two cameras. But uh, follow-up. Mm -hmm. uh, my film just got to the fine lab, and I got a confirmation email. So Nooney's film is not lost. Nice. Good. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. No, I live I, to I, see another day. <laughs> yeah, she will, she will kill you. Yeah, so it's funny because if you don't remember this, I did – sell my X100F and got the M240. And that's what I had as kind of like a, you know, use every day type of camera. And I did have the X-T3. Um, I had the kit 18 to 55 zoom and a couple of primes, like a handful of primes. I think I had the 23, 35 and a 56. And yeah, I, I, I think what I still missed of the, from the X100, and this is why I bought your GR2 to try it out is, something that's small and compact that I can carry that again, when I'm not going like forgetting for work travel, right. It's something I can keep in my bag. And like, if I happen to go out with like friends after work, um, I go to Dude, Seattle. My, for work, M like, my M10 with my 35 fits in my small, I literally yeah. have a fanny pack and it fits in there. Yeah. No, and I've so, taken my M240. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's the last time I went to Seattle. That's what I took and I shot with, right. My 240 and the 3514. And I, you know, was, Except for the rain, I was good to go for the most part. It was a little treacherous. Well, yeah, that, that's, but, so. that's kind of where you lose the – that's the only – one of the only downfalls. But I that was mean, probably definitely not many, the only but one time of I've ever shot in the rain or got stuck in the rain and, like, continued shooting, and it, it survived. So it, it's probably not a good reason to, like, worry about weather sealing too much because I've never yeah. had much issue otherwise. So, so mentioning, well, like, going out with friends, that's one of the issues with having an M only. Like, even going with Mark, we went to the – union beer store anniversary and i took the m to like photograph and then i realized i always have a beer in my hand i have an m in my other hand but i can't focus this thing mm. yeah so i basically wore a camera necklace for the entire time i was like i really <laughs> wish i brought my x100 today yeah and and, it's, and that's so that's a perfect example too because that's what happens with me or happened with me a lot you know after i got rid of the x100 f learn zone focusing, bro well 
It's, it's yeah, I guess, but like, use, you know, like use your beer to push the focus tab. For me, it was like, you know, I'd be out with the kids and like, you know, I'm either holding a kid or like pushing a stroller or just something where both my hands are not free or not easily free for a while. And it just takes away from me. And like, to me, it's like, if I'm shooting with the M or any M, right, it's like, all right, I, I want to be focused, right, to use the pun. So um, and it's hard to do third that. Camera. What? You have another camera. What? Called your phone. Yes, and I've considered that too, but we also talked about how much Christian and I hate Shit. using your We're phone. We're trying to get him on the M10P train here. <laughs> Listen, man, look, at the end of the day, a camera's not a freaking tattoo. Like, you can get it, and if you don't like it, you can just sell it and get something else. Oh, yeah, I know. That's I, a lie. I've never sold a camera in my life. <laughs> no, that's all I do. Like, I don't think... Let me see. Yeah, the, at this point, the... This might be a sign. The only cameras that, that I still have that I've owned as long as, or the longest, are the M's. <laughs> I have the two Ford that I bought last year. Yeah, dude, because they don't like that. That's yeah. something that is never gonna, it's never gonna give you up. Never gonna let Let's you see. down. It's never gonna <laughs> let you down. It's, gonna ne- it's never gonna run around and hurt you, bro. <laughs> Oh, we're sorry guys we're <laughs> yeah. sorry. We just did that to you <laughs> it, it is 2020 not that was that was a dad joke if i've ever heard one and i'm not i'm the only Are you not, to tell us something? non-dad <laughs> no no my wife is not <laughs> pregnant at the time of this video on tuesday august 4th as far as i know as far as you know a coronation baby <laughs> no Nah, man, I'm not down with that COVID pregnancy, dog. I have, oh, a, I have a good friend that just had a baby and his wife had to wear an N95 mask while giving birth. What? And now like they have become like, dude, they, I'm surprised they don't go out in like biohazard suits if they have to even leave their house. Like they won't even leave their house. Yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah. I just... So, Yeah. Well, we're going to pressure you into selling your shit. <laughs> we're not going to stop until looking. you sell your shit. I'm already looking. Everybody get in the comments, M10 tell Mark P. why he should sell. Yes, please. You guys, yeah. help us pressure Mark to get in. Yeah, so so uh, let me list it out just so we can talk about what's here to sell. There's the, well, we already said I'm not selling the ST3, which is what I'm recording on. There's the M240, which is definitely going to go because obviously you get it replaced. There is the X100V that I love so much and put it out yeah you're not gonna it, love it. it looks you're, like an m10p you're, right you're not the, gonna the love stuff it on the you're, top. <laughs> you're not gonna love it more than an m10p and then sure. back in there yeah that's really it i don't think that i don't think there's anything else. oh there's like a nikon point and shoot you're, film camera your nikon as yeah i mean whatever <laughs> those those are like those aren't like camera cameras we're talking yeah. about like your cameras that you like use every day. Yeah, well, there you go. See, I don't have much. It's really just the X100 and the obvious M240 that we go. So, guys, I never saw any cameras. I still have a Panasonic GF2. That is the second Micro Four Thirds camera I ever made. And it's still <laughs> sitting in a drawer. And I still use it every now and then. So you got a whole three oh. megapixels? It's like 12. I never, I never sell anything. I hate selling. <laughs> All right, so it's decided. I'm going to figure out what to sell and go start looking for an M10P and hopefully God. by an episode or two, I'll have an M10P and we can talk about it and why I hate it. and why. I'm by the time I get back from Wisconsin, you have, <laughs> you have 10 days to get yourself an M10P. 
Are they cheaper in Wisconsin? Maybe you could bring home back room. No, I think. Uh, Is that, there like a store in Wisconsin? That, that Trump tax <laughs> hit, hit hit all fifty states. Holy. So, like usual, it's late and I'm tired. Yeah. So I have to fly fishing. out like early tomorrow. So, exactly. Early so as in my flight's at eleven a.m. So. Does anybody want to give anybody a shout out or talk about anything before we? Yeah, wrap? I do actually. Um, so a buddy of mine, um, his name is Brandon Silvera. He goes by nine four nine five four mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, really dope photography. He does mostly. I mean, again, from what you've probably seen his portfolio and stuff, his cars and and you know the like. Um, but really cool work. Uh, I know he he does portraits and other things as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, he, he, I, I mean, you know, my opinion of him is like, I think he's one of these people that you consider a visual artist, right? Like, he'll take um, images. Selling way too cheap. Yeah, and yeah. I actually, I told him, I was like, you know, I was like, I'll buy one. So I bought one actually just yesterday. So this is, these are prints he has for sale in the store. Um, 954 mm. God, I keep butchering that. Um, he actually lives in my neighborhood here and has the same car as me. So that's kind of how we met. Nice. But, you know, again, mostly car photography, that's kind of what he is, but he does, you know, lifestyle stuff. He does videography as well. So he has like a YouTube channel. Uh, so yeah, look him up, uh, again, one more time, nine, five, four, the numbers, nine, five, four mm. Yeah. Right. Really dope stuff. So tell him to raise uh, his prices though. Cause a 12 by 18 should be selling for at least 90 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, I just want to give him a shout out because, like I said, you know, um, I really think he does really good work and, you know, really cool dude and, you know, yeah, cool guy. So, oh, I was about to say, is that your car, but I'm guessing that's his. Yeah, it's his, yeah. So, this uh, he has the same car as me, same color and everything. It's his nice. sunroof. So, nice, nice. Yeah, so that's my buddy Brandon. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Hit that like and subscribe, please. If you're watching on YouTube, we are getting trying to get this ball rolling. Um, and follow us on, on uh, Instagram, cmy.cast. We'll put a link below. Currently, there are no posts on it because we don't know what to do with it, but we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. There'll, be there, so. there'll be something there soon, hopefully by the time you listen to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sure. leave us comments. I love responding to your comments, so please leave something. Yeah. Appreciate Thank it, guys. Dudes. All right, guys. Cool. Take care. Right, everybody. Bye. Take it easy.